This has helped me really get a great perspective, Paula. Thank you. I've learned that with with you reading your book because mm. I wouldn't be where I am now with him if, if it wasn't for you. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real-life relationships ask the expert. Unscripted. Unfiltered. Understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. A very interesting topic today that we have not uh, heretofore had on an episode, believe it or not. And so I'm happy to have my guest today who is 28-year-old Ebony, who is in a polyamorous relationship with 57-year-old Papa Bear. Ebony feels like most young guys just want sex, but feels like everyone around her is getting married and having kids. Ebony wants my help in figuring out where she has gone wrong. Welcome, Ebony. Hi. Hi, Paula Groom. Nice to have you on. Thank you so much for having me on. This is like a really big help. I'm so glad because this is a really fascinating topic and I want to hear more about it. And I'd like to start with you telling us how I understand polyamorous in a certain way. I think a lot of people understand polyamorous in their unique ways. Um, I think it can be to folks deciding. Tell us more about that and how it relates to your relationships and where you are now with your main relationship, which is with Papa Bear. Okay, so polyamory um, started for me when I was about 19 years old. Um, I started dating a gay friend, and I was kind of ashamed of it, and I didn't know what was going on. Like, I just was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I was dating guys, he was dating guys, and I didn't understand what was going on. I felt like I was in this taboo relationship. So I ended up going to college and taking an anthropology class and finding out that other cultures and other humans do this. And it made me feel like, okay, so I'm not weird. You know, other cultures and other humans do this. I found out from the Na tribe in China um, way back when the women would have several fathers or husbands in their family. And the family lineage was marked by the matriarch. And, you know, um, I found out that, you know, some families, are polyamorous. I've dated a man who was polyamorous and married, and they were um, the woman was bisexual, the wife, and but they kept it from their children. 
because I didn't know that, you know, if a child gets involved and stuff like that, CPSS will get involved and see, like, what kind of adults around the kids, but it just gets, it can get messy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my polyamorous relationship as of this point, um, it started off, like, me and Papa Bear, we would date other people. But over time, I started to feel like I was just, like, dating Papa Bear, who was, who was a really nice guy, but then sleeping with other men, and it made me feel like sometimes these men that I'm sleeping with aren't investing as much as he is, and I shouldn't just sleep around, you know, because I feel like it's like a double standard for men and women. I'm starting to understand that um, in my own perspective. But um, so at, as of this point, Papa Bear is open to date other girls, and I'm not open to date other guys, you know. And with polyamory, I feel like I don't control him in that aspect um, as far as, like, who he can sleep with and stuff. Um, but I control myself, you know. It's like polyamory is about just your controlling yourself and your actions and not the other person not getting jealous, like, my ideal relationship is to be in a polyamorous marriage, but then maybe not date other men, but just, I don't know, it's something that kind of turns me on about a guy that dates other girls, too, because he, like, keeps himself up the older he gets when he's dating other women, but it's like, I want to get married still, you know? It's like it's like this, like, have your cake and eat it too kind of thing where, you know, I want to get married, but I want this open relationship, but then it's like, you know, I'm all confused, like, you know, okay, should I date other guys? Like, I'm just like, I'm all, I'm shot out at this point. <laughs> it's really interesting uh, to hear you talk about it. And what I want to ask is, I want to know that I heard this right. So you said, Papa Bear is allowed to date other women, or I don't know, allowed isn't the right word, I assume. It's not like, mm, is that correct? It's not like you allow each other. It's each person does their thing, and either the other is okay with it or they are not. Is that correct? That's true, yes. So he does, and you don't. Is that where things are? Yes. And I'm noticing that if I do kind of slip up with another guy after I, like, told him, you know, I only want to date you, because we go to swinger parties, and, like, we only sleep with each other at the swinger parties. And um, he has slept with other girls, or he hasn't, you know, whatever he wants. But... I notice he gets a little upset, like, when I tell him, like, oh, you know, I slept with this guy, or, oh, you know, I went on a date with this guy, and he kind of, like, compares the guy to him, like, oh, he's a loser, or, oh, like, I'm starting to see, like, a little jealousy. It's very interesting to me that you're in a polyamorous relationship and somehow found me or this podcast. Tell me how that came about. So I found this podcast, I think maybe last year, 
just because um, I was, like, just Googling stuff, like, books and stuff about relationships and commitment and stuff. And um, I came across it. And then I came across, you know, like, you can be on the show and you can, like, get advice. I thought that was really cool. And so you listen to the podcast and you know how I work with women. Yes, you work with women to get to commitment, you know. And it's like, I I know that there's probably some hang-ups about me that's keeping me from getting the commitment I want because I'm kind of like, in and out, wishy-washy or something. I don't know, like, it's like I I was raised that marriage is supposed to be, like, one man, one woman, and, like, polyamory is not part of it. But then it's like, it's like polyamory is all I know, but then I want to get married because I want to have kids, you know, but then again, it's like, should I want to get married to have kids? It's like, I have to figure out what I want to do about what I want. And you're right. You do have to decide in my book because it's outside of the, what we would say, quote-unquote norm. However, we do know just what you said is true, that there are a lot of folks in the world who may not even call it polyamory, but actually um, participate in a lifestyle that is in some ways polyamorous. For example, um, we think of um, Mormon folks and Muslim folks who they're are parts of the world and the United States included uh, where uh, like for example everybody has seen or heard about the show uh, Sister Wives well that is polyamory Um, now in Mormonism and certainly in Muslim cultures whereby in some parts of the world uh, you are allowed I think of places like Algeria where you can as a man, have four or five wives, whatever you can afford. Um, but it doesn't work the other way around. In other words, the man can have the several or multiple wives, but the wives cannot. It seems to work in that fashion. I believe, I know why, uh, in, in a better way than what we're trying to do as Americans or in a non-religious way to have polyamory. And I'll tell you why I think that. It's just the male brain. And when we think about it, the reason why something like we think about uh, being a Muslim who can, in their country, have multiple wives. It's biological. 
in a sense. In other words, it comes from a very deep-rooted understanding of males that in the biblical sense, males are meant to spread their seed and that women, um, interestingly enough, in say like the Muslim culture, it is that women are to be revered and taken care of and you don't marry a woman, you don't even hold her hand before you marry her. Now that's in the strictest sense of the word, but there are millions of people who live like this in certain parts of the world, certain countries, and certainly in Muslim cultures. So the, the men see it as a complete responsibility to be respectful of a woman's body, and you do not even so much as hold her hand until you are willing to marry her and have children with her. So it, it makes sense from a male perspective. It doesn't work for their brains the other way around. And while they can be taking on however many wives, they would never allow for a woman to do so. And it's not out of anything more than their inability to deal with it. Meaning the male brain. And you've heard me talk about that a lot. Uh, yes. I, you know, Freud and um, the madonna whore dichotomy with Freud. I mean, that's foundational in the male brain. And we can't change that any more than we would change the fact that we bond to someone through time and sex. So I want to ask you about this relationship with Papa Bear, who is, you know, more than twice your age, right? Yes, he's 29 years older than me. Okay. So how that, you know, you said you met at a swingers club. And, and what is he willing to do if you did love him and want to be with him? I'm not quite clear where you are with that relationship. Honestly, he's just willing to just keep being my friend or, you know, helping me, like, you know, grow in, like, my job or, like, you know, just giving me good advice or just treating me like, you know, like, he's thoughtful, but I don't think he will marry me. I don't think he will, like, he doesn't want to marry because I think he's traumatized. And and what are you getting out of this relationship? If, if I were to just ask you, you know, tell me what you're getting out of this relationship. Why are you in it? Um, I'm in it because he's adorable. <laughs> And um, he treats me like a little princess, like he's so thoughtful, you know, like, and then um, I go with him to like Vegas or like we're going to uh, Miami and, you know, um, he's built my resume. Um, He's bought me a computer, a printer, paper, like he's taught me how to save my money. Um, he's telling me stuff like money doesn't go bad. 
you know, um, he wants me to be independent. Like, he um, helps me. Like, he just motivates me to, like, like, I didn't have a job at one point. He's like, get a job. Like, you know, dude, like, you're, you, it's okay. You can do it. Like, he believes in me. He says things to me that my family doesn't say to me. I see. Mm-hmm. So there's a fatherly type of feel to it. Okay. Okay, that might be what it is. And do you want to have sex with him? You like having sex with him? Yeah. I love it. He's adorable. It's just the only thing is, he's kind of vanilla. You know, he's kind of vanilla. There's certain things that are too perverse for him or like, you know, BDSM or like, you know, little, little things like, when we first met, I found out I can't bite him. Like, you know, just certain things, but it's like, it's, it's, it's good. It's fun. Like, but it's not sometimes when I do step out of the relationship, it's because I want more perverse things from like a man that he doesn't do. (laughs) Okay. And I'm scared that like, if I was to get married, like, would I be able to stay with him at one man? You know, it's like, I'm like, uh, I've never been called a cheater, probably because I'm polyamorous. But it's like, I did tell him, like, okay, I don't want to sleep with other guys. And then I do it. And he doesn't get mad. But he just, he's like, he has his hang ups about it. Mm-hmm. Or he concerns about my safety or, you know, or he's like, who, you know, like, what do you mean you just met him at a bar? Like, hey, you have to be careful, like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that he is protective of you like that. Uh, in polyamory, I understand that there are no secrets. Is that right? Oh, I, right. And I have to tell him, like, I feel compelled. Every time I sleep with somebody, I call him and tell him, hey, babe, you know, when you called me earlier this morning, um, I was in this guy's apartment. I met him last night or this and that. And then that's where the hangups come, you know, or he'll tell me, sometimes he'll tell me, like, oh, I have a date Saturday. But then there's sometimes, he doesn't tell me every single thing he's doing. And for some reason, it bothers me a little bit because I tell him every single, like, I, I feel like we should tell each other when we're doing something, you know? And it's not like he's keeping a secret or withholding information, but I feel like, you know, if you sleep with somebody, you should, like, tell me, like, how I tell you, you know? But does it matter? Like, I don't know. I need to figure out my standards or something. In your introduction, it was crafted by my assistant that you feel most young guys just want sex. Is that true? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like they don't know how to express themselves or something. Um, I've run into young guys who are on a good path, have a good head on their shoulders, you know, um, 
have a good job, you know, believe in God and, you know, gentle and patient and not, no, I'm sorry, not patient, but just gentle, like, but it's like, they'd be like, oh, like, I'm going to go back to my place. Oh, why not? Oh, like, baby, like, and, you know, they put their hand on your thigh and they want to kiss you. It's like, dang, I thought you had it all together. And it's like, you don't know how to, like, just calm down. Just, Just chill. Like, and I feel like if a woman wants to sleep with you, she already figured it out when she laid eyes on you. So if that's not the case until I figure it out, just, just chill out. But that's not a normal stance for a man. That's not going to happen. Oh, and my God. What? Oh, my God. Oh, because my uncle, my uncle said the same thing, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, I like them when, I like it when they're more reserved and I bring it up or something or something, but I don't like when they're like pushy because it makes me think that's all you want. And if that's all you want, just let me know so I can say yes or no. But like, don't be all like, want to take me out and be all like. I don't know. It's like, I don't know how to mesh the two. It's either you're a player or you're not. You want to fuck or not. You know? But you see, what's happening is you are coming at them with male energy, so to speak. And you are approaching it as a male approaches it with, and he's trying not to by taking you out or whatever it is. Um, you, you just, there's an, um, a lack of understanding of the difference between male and female here. Okay. And, and you see, there, I believe, and, you know, I know there are polyamorous relationships that do work. And I don't know the statistic on it but yes there are people in these types of relationships and it does work here's what I know that things in a very long-term relationship uh, can lend themselves to it for one reason or another however if you are wanting marriage and you are wanting children with most men they are not going to be comfortable because it puts you in second category and that's just male Mm. that's just the male brain they will not Mm. can you explain that more when you say second category Well, you know, when I talk about Freud's Madonna-Whore dichotomy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the black and white of the deepest uh, reptilian brain of males, meaning a woman is either marriage uh, material, meaning chaste, a good girl, a woman to the old saying, bring home to mother, a kind of woman, 
or she's one to have fun with and have sex with only. And he will never consider that to be uh, the wife and or mother of his children. And men... And that's fine. Oh, sorry to talk over you. That's fine, but I don't want that guy thinking that about me and then wanting to take me out. I want him to just, like, stay away from me. So what... In, in thinking what about you, I'm unclear. What do you mean? Like, if I was, like, second... If I was, like, second category, I'm like, okay, cool. He thinks I'm second category. I'm going to leave him alone because I don't want to have sex with him on the first date. Uh, but... It's weird because it's like, it's like I have like these two personalities. Like one personality is like, I usually like I have like went out of my house to like hunt for guys to have sex with, like like a high sex drive. But then it's like when the good guy comes along, and I'm like, oh my god, like he seems like a good guy, and then he comes along and he just looks like the damn devil. I'm like, oh, you're just like the rest of them. I want to sleep with you. I would just let you know that. Goodbye. Ebony, I have to tell you, you're so playing a game with yourself here. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> a little bit, maybe. You are messing with your own mind because you're not accepting the existing reality of men like your uncle says. There's, um, I talk about this in a YouTube video of mine. We cannot change existing realities. So Buckminster Fuller, an old, uh, goes back, I don't know, 50 years or more probably, said, and it was about business or industry, you know, if you want to change something, you can't do that by attempting to alter existing reality. You have to, in business, find a new way because you're not going to change existing reality. Well, it's the same between men and women. There are foundational, uh, anthropological, sociological, physiological, in every way, differences between men and women. We cannot buck that. And you're attempting to do it, and it will not serve you well. You might have fun, mm. but it's not going to serve you well if you really want what you say you want, which is to get married and have kids. Even okay. if it's going to be in a polyamorous relationship. Okay. Because you see, he will immediately put you, if you come across in this sexual way from the outset, any man will put you in second category. That doesn't make him bad. That doesn't make him a okay. player. It doesn't make him, he's male. <laughs> so they know that, like, they know, because I try to pretend, like, <laughs> I, I, I call it two personalities, but it's like, maybe I'm just a freak. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Maybe you're just a freak. What do you mean? Because it's like, I try, like, it's so hard. Like, I cannot be, a, like, I want to be a good girl, but it's, like, so hard. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You're not a freak. It is hard. Okay. It is hard. Okay. 
when there is someone that we want sexually, it's very difficult. But here's what I want you to remember. Take the sexual feelings you have when you've met someone you want to have sex with and times that by 50%, 75%, almost 100%, and now you know what it feels like to be male. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's horrible and it's also mm, wonderful in a way. Um, You know... If you know anything about me, I've been a New York City gal most all of my adult life. And every man I know there says the summer in New York City is so difficult. You know why? All the women are out in various forms of undress. Unlike the winter. (laughs) And it's exceedingly distracting for them. Because they are born to spread their seed, meaning that if you lined up a hundred women, you know, in a certain age range that that man would be interested in, and normally that's depending on the woman, eighteen to eighty. <laughs> um, he would want to have sex with likely ninety-nine of them. Something about one, something about the other. It's it's the puppy principle at work. We generally don't feel that way about men. Now, again, we're all on a scale. There are some women that it may be only one out of the hundred men. There are other women that it would be 50 out of the 100. There are still yet other women that they might be higher on the scale. But generally, we are very different and we don't, men are not all puppies to us. We don't want to pet them all. Big, small, short, tall, thin, not thin, white, black, red, green. We don't. We generally have a a very... uh, thin margin it's not wide at all of what we are interested in sexually but it is incumbent upon us and that's what this podcast is about that's what all of my work is about in terms of getting women what will really be fulfilling for their lifetime Because, again, you can have as much fun as you want, but if, and I love that you're doing this because of it, if you want children and you want to be partnered to do that, your best time to be thinking about it is right now, Ebony. You're 28 years old. Fantastic that you are. Because I can't tell you how many women come to me in their early 40s wanting to do just what you're talking about and let me tell you the difficulty there is enormous wow I thought I was thinking about it kind of late though like I'm I'm not like that old but I'm not really young but it's like you know 
I I was like the girl that was like working really hard from like 18 to 24 and I went through some trauma and then like I kind of just like I started stripping, you know, like I was just trying to get money and survive or trying to get on top or like succeed. And I was like, okay, I'll worry about kids and stuff later. But it's now I'm in a place in my life where I want to take that step instead, you know? Yes, and, and good for you. I do want to ask you when you say about trauma, was there sexual trauma in your life at any point, if you don't mind disclosing? And you don't have to tell particulars. No, it was more um, my self-esteem was very low about my intelligence. And I put all my self-esteem into a good job or getting a good job or a job, you know. And then um, I ended up getting into a car accident um, that was just really traumatic. And I lost everything. And, you know, basically I committed a hit-and-run accident. Um, and it was just really scary. And I went to jail, and I got out of jail, and I didn't know what to do with my life, and I started exotic dancing, you know, and um, I did that for two years, and it was just really rough, you know, so, I, like, I feel like that robbed me of, like, thinking about normal things that normal people think about at that time. Thank you for And that's why that. I feel like I'm, like, late in the road. Like, you know, like, 25 other people were getting married, you know, and having kids and partnering up, and I was giving freaking lap dances, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's understandable. Totally understandable. And you did what you needed to do at the time. And I really give you an enormous amount of credit for even thinking like you are. You are ahead of the game in a, in a um, big way. To a great degree, you are. Now, what I want, if I could be your mom or your big sister, or I would want to say, okay, Ebony, we've got to get you out of this relationship with 57-year-old Papa Bear. Got to get you out of that. <laughs> no matter how wonderful and uh, consoling and fatherly and the good sex and all of that, it's not going to serve you. It's a salve in the moment for whatever's going on. That's true. It is in the moment, and um, we both know, like, we're not getting married. It's not going to be forever. It's like a it's like a toy, you know? I'm not going to lie. It's like a toy. He's like a little toy. Like, he's like somebody that makes me feel good, but then it's like I'm not thinking about my future when it comes, you know? It's like, it's like, what about my future, though, you know? Yes, exactly. And, you know, Here's the thing with, with men in terms of their being territorial, so to speak, and why the polyamory works in, like we're talking about Mormonism and, and um, uh, Muslim cultures and, and others that I, I'm not that aware of. 
but there are others like you talked about. Why it works is that the man just is expanding his territory. He has one woman and that's territorial and then he expands it and just has more territory. You see? But when a man your age or close to your age or just a bit older who is ready, willing and able to take on a real relationship with someone that he may marry and have children with, he's not going to, to, and again, I'm talking in gross generalizations, have any other man in his territory. Whoa. Dang. Because <laughs> I literally, like, um, I ran into a guy um, and, you know, he told me, like, he doesn't want me sleeping with anybody else. And he was talking about the future and stuff. And this is, like, second date. And I'm, like, I was scared. I was, like, wait. But, you know, I was, like, I just wasn't ready because, I was like, you know, I'm still in a relationship with Papa Bear. Like, can we all just, like, all of us just <laughs> until I'm ready? And I guess I can't do that. I have to make a decision. Uh, well, let me ask you a couple of questions about that. Did you tell him, this this man, who, what's his name? Let's give him a name. You don't have to give his real name. What's his name? You mean Papa Bear? No, the other. Or the other guy. Um, yeah. Let's call him Baby Bear. Yeah. Let's call him what? Baby Bear. Ah, okay. So. He's 36. Okay, so he's age appropriate for you, and he's ready to settle down, he says. It's only second date, he told you that. Yeah, he's just probably, you know. I think he's just saying that to be nice because it's the second day and I don't know. Like, I, maybe I need to be more positive because I feel like guys that age just don't want to settle down. I'd well, just be like, yeah, right. But, Ebony, they're not going to want to settle down with you if you fall into second category from the outset. Meaning... When you say second date, on the first date, did you have sex? Yeah. So I'm like, and then the second date we had sex, and it's like, what changed from, like, first date to second date that made you want to be all, like, all, like, lovey-dovey? I'm like, you're right, bro. Like, get out of here. So now I'm, like, I'm reserved, and it's making him look open, and it's making me look closed, but I'm like, I should be closed. Like, Right, well, and then it's and then he's like, oh well, I don't want you having sex with other people if I'm going to be having sex with you, and you know, yeah. And I was I have like to tell you, thinking have to, to myself, you, I have to tell you, Ebony, that's a normal guy. <gasps> of course, he doesn't if he likes you. And what's amazing to me is that he is telling you something after he had sex with you on the first date. He's not putting you in second category. Pretty amazing. I thought he was secretly probably 
secretly is and lying. So I was like, whatever, like, bye, bro. Like, so I kind of, like, I'm pushing him away. Yeah, you are. He could be. But you see, you, here's what I believe. Um, I've lived it. I've worked with women uh, for all the years that I have. It, when we lead with the sexual part, yes, we do want it, but it's underneath, way, way underneath, it is fear that if I don't do this, I don't lead with my sexuality, I don't come through, he's gone. And it's also that we want to be wanted. And we I'm don't. scared of getting hurt. Like, I'm mm-hmm. scared of, like, getting hurt, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not so much he's gone. It's more like he's going to hurt me. Like, he's going to hurt me, and then my ego is going to be bashed. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I, it's like a, it's like an armor, you know? It's like, like, I just, I do not want to lose. <laughs> I don't want to lose. Like, I don't want anybody to hurt me. I don't want anybody to feel like they got me. So it's like, I would like, I push people away, like, you know, I just push them away, like, because I'm like, you're going to go away anyway, like, just know, like, you're not, you're not going to win, and I'm not going to lose. And it's like, that sounds so masculine, but that's how I feel. <laughs> yes, I, I think you're right on the money. It is how you feel. So until you change the behavior, despite how you feel, you likely won't be winning. Oh, my gosh. I have to change my behavior despite how I feel? No question. It's what we all have to do. If women could just go on their feelings and behave out of their feelings and win with men, People like me would not be in business. There would be no need for it. So the only shot we have, no matter what, is that we must guide men to what is going to work for us. And yes, every woman fears getting hurt. But you're trying to head off that hurt at the past, but in a way that doesn't serve you. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. It's almost like you said, it's that male energy. I'm going to get you before you get me. Yeah. Like, you can't break me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it just is, it will not... In the end, I don't believe, because I hear somebody that wants to be loved, deserves to be loved. Yes, you're going to have to find someone that has a certain level in terms of their sexual desires and wants. And like, for example, it doesn't sound like you're a real, even though it's fun and he's cute, like you said, even with Papa Bear, it's not the sexual relationship of your dreams. It's not going to be fulfilling. It's not. Right? If you just had to be with him. Yeah, I would cheat on him by accident. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
in the same way, men make a decision when they take a wife. And I want you to think of it all of the puppy principle. Everything we need to know about it is the puppy principle. Here's how it, it works for men vis-a-vis -vis us with puppies. The fact is that we love them all. Big, small, short, tall, thin, not thin, black, white, red. We love them all. And if we could, we would at any time be around any amount of puppies and take the licks they want to give us and we want to pet them and it just gives us a wonderful feeling to be around them. We have to be in a place in our lives in order to take on the responsibility pet ownership is. And then we make a decision. Oh. Okay? Then we make a decision. And that decision is, okay, I'm going to commit to this one. Now, unlike with puppies, you don't have to never pet another one. Right? <laughs> like right. with real puppies. Right. But you you make a decision to that that's your one and then you're going to take care of it, honor it, protect it, be responsible not only for it but to it, the time it needs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we must guide men to do that and make that kind of decision. Otherwise, they're going to run amok with all of us as the cute puppies we are for them. Uh -huh. And, you know, maybe you will find someone that once you are married for a while and he completely trusts beyond an degree and you do it together. I see this kind of, and it may not even be called polyamory in this way, I don't know, but many long-term married couples uh, swap, uh, go to um, clubs and swap, etc. But that they do it in a, under a contract of their is no possible chance of a relationship developing with that other person. And it may be even oh. done in front of the other. And you know why I believe that to work in some cases and why that is? Because there's it's, a commitment there. It's widely known that it isn't typically when someone cheats in a marriage it isn't typically the sex whereby the other person cannot forgive them. It's the lying. Mm. It's the breaking the bond of trust. That's what it is. And when two consenting adults in a bonded relationship absolutely know that they can trust the other within the boundaries of the contract they have made together, it can actually be part of their relationship 
part of their fantasy life, part of their discussions, part of their whatever, and they do it together, it can work for both. Uh-huh. I don't believe, and I think statistics bear this out, that anything less works in the long run. Okay. Anything less than that. Right, meaning that, you know, okay, uh, we can be married and I won't know who you might be meeting or going out with or I have to mistrust uh, what you're saying or it it just, it, it doesn't work. Right. The reason, like the polyamory, so to speak, um, it's so interesting. If you haven't ever watched it, uh, you can. It's like right in front of you, easily accessible, like the Sister Wives show. Mm -hmm. And that is, you see in the discussions, the man has a particular amount of wives and all the wives have to come together to decide to allow if there's going to be another wife to come into the fold. Hmm. And he's completely open about it. They all get along themselves. They're all aware of the other. There is not one ounce of mistrust or lying. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, Women in with their brains, with a female brain, and I talk about this in my book, with the fattier corpus callosum that sits atop our brain and helps our two hemispheres speak together, just by virtue of being a female, we can attend to that and those things in terms of um, like I'm talking about sister wives, those types of polyamorous relationships in a way that a man could never. In other words, you do not see the reverse. You do not see anywhere in the world where there will be a woman in our existing world. I don't know if it existed in the past where there is one woman who has five or six men as husbands and this is the reverse. It just doesn't exist because it doesn't right. work. It goes against existing reality. And when we buck or attempt to buck existing reality as women, we lose. Wow. That's deep because I tried to, I've tried to like get men to do that. And, you know, it's like, I try to see if it works. Like, I, I told the guy, baby bear, I told him about Papa Bear, and I'm like, I don't want to speak with anybody else, but I'm like, um, what about Papa Bear? He's like, I'm not speaking with anybody else. Well, let me ask you something. This baby bear, if you could have something go the distance with him, would you want that? No, because he's not successful enough for me. I want somebody more successful. Okay. Okay. And I attract successful men, so it's like, if I attract somebody unsuccessful, it's like, oh, no, like, you know, 
I can get a successful guy that wants to settle down. Or even Papa Bear said something about this um, bus driver. I was telling him how the bus driver, he had goals of getting married. Um, good head on his shoulders, good kid. You know, um, he was when he was 30. And, you know, Papa Bear, him probably being a little jealous, he was like, oh, you could do better than a bus driver. But it's like, I can pick a bus driver, but it's like, you know, the bus driver was trying to sleep with me a little, like, literally, like, like t- in the middle of the first conversation texting, he's trying to sleep with me. I'm like, no, like, because I wanted more with him. Like, the nice guys, if I want more with you, I'm not going to sleep with you so fast, you know, because you're cute. You're adorable. I like you. But if you're a bad boy and you're just cute, it's like, okay, he's fun for a night, but I can't have fun for a night anymore if I want to get married. Yes. You're right about that. If you want to marry that man, having fun for that night will not serve you. But the good guys, like, I want to marry them, so I don't want to have fun for a night. But the bad boys, it's like I use them for sex. So, but it's like I can't use guys for sex anymore. Um, That and with the good guys, it's like if they come at me too fast, then I just get another good guy while I'm changing my behavior to eventually seeing my change behavior. So are you open to a suggestion given your particulars? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you that in a moment. Looking to lure back an ex-love? Let Coach Paula help you get back together with a man you realize might be the one for you. Make the next time around a charm with complete commitment. Connect with Coach Paula Grooms on Instagram, Facebook, or at CoachPaulaGrooms.com. Okay, we're talking to 28-year-old Ebony, who just outlined for us, and we really went into this polyamory lifestyle and her relationship with 57-year-old Papa Bear. And I wanted to give you just what I believe might be helpful to you, a suggestion about what you could do now. And this is going to fly in the face of um, the polyamorous relationship uh, contract, so to speak, that you've made with Papa Bear. And here's what I mean. You are getting a lot of uh, good stuff from him, meaning support and real friendship and uh caring on his part and concern like for example he's concerned when he hears you have met someone at a bar and then gone home with him that night correct yeah yeah okay that makes sense and he's right by the way (laughs) i mean he's right (laughs) but okay be that as it may you likely you don't want to give up Papa Bear until you have something else. Yeah. Okay. Understandable. If you or to marry Papa Bear, but he he doesn't want that, so I'm not gonna push. I already know you can't change a man, so 
Right. He's not going to do that. Okay. So if you want that until you've got to really come to terms with focusing on what works to get you what you want. Meaning, the first order of business is to find a man who does want to marry you and have children with you. I'm hearing that's a goal of yours. You're not yeah. going to ever, for a man who would fall in love and want to be in a committed relationship with you in that way, will not accept that there's this other man, Papa Bear, in your life. Maybe he's right. a friend, but not sexually. Okay. And the only way around that is to be honest with Papa Bear, a la this, for example. Papa Bear, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and you know that I want to get married, and I want to have kids. And a lot of people around me are getting married and having kids. I want that. And I know that if I continue down this road in terms of pursuing polyamory above all, that's going to be seriously difficult to find and seriously difficult to get. So I want to be dating men who will marry me, possibly, and want to have children. And I cannot, when I'm dating them, be talking about our relationship. Um. I cannot. It's just never going to work for men who will want to marry me. Yes, they'll want to be with me. They'll want to sleep with me. Uh, we can have this, but they're not going to do it. I mean, to okay. find someone who will is such an eclipse. It is beyond, uh, 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 that's like putting all of your money on one number on the roulette table. Probably even worse odds than that. So, right. if he says, you know, well, I want to know, I can't do that. Here's what you say. If you can do it, and you can be honest with it. I love being with you, and I want to continue being with you until such time as there really is somebody that I would get to a point with him where, whereby I would have sex with him. In other words, I want to date and not lead with my sexuality. I want to date and see if somebody can want me for more than that. Mm -hmm. I want to see what it feels like to just date and not, um, not have that fear. Uh, behave my way to a result rather than just have fear and put my, you know, self out there in a way that is going to hurt me in the long run. What would he say? He would say, okay, okay, baby. 
I would hear his voice saying that. And he'll, he'll pat my leg. He likes to pat my thigh. So he would do it? He would continue? Yeah, he would do it. Yeah, he would do it. I would hear him say, okay, baby. Okay. And he'll, and he'll pat me on the thigh. And what? A couple times. What am, okay, so it's not him then. What are your feelings around it when you hear? Is it immediate fear like, oh, my God, I can't do that? Um, I feel like I can do it, you know? I just thought that if I didn't tell the new guy about Papa Bear, I would, like, be breaking a code of polyamory being dishonest, but I'm not bonded to that guy yet. If you're not having sex with him, he needs to know nothing about your sex life. In other words, you're going to start to date someone. Now, that could seem a very uh, disingenuous, dishonest. Many women will say that's awful, that's wrong, whatever. I'm not here, and do I ever put a judgment call on anything? When I am here with this podcast and the work that I do is to... First, do no harm, <laughs> so to speak, <sighs> and have the woman getting what it is that she ultimately desires and deserves, and again, not hurting a man in the meantime. So in other words, how I see this, so you know what I'm thinking. So Papa Bear pats your leg and says, Okay, I can do that. And you have to you have to kind of close the contract and get it signed. You say, "Really? I mean, you're going to be okay with me. I'm not going to have sex with these men. I want to date them in a fashion that could possibly lead to my marrying and being in a committed relationship with them, possibly marrying and having kids. You're okay with that." What would he say? Um, he would say, okay, because we have that talk, you know. I asked him, I said, you know, if, um, you know, I want you to be part of approving him by husband. He said, well, I hope I meet him before he marries you. Okay. He just wants the best for me, and he's having, I think he just wants, Papa Bear just wants a companion, and he wants the best for me, you know. But he doesn't like to hear that I slept with some guy at a bar. Excellent. Good. So he'll be on board with this. This decision you are making. This decision you are making, right? Yeah. Because he will know, as a man, and as a man his age, you are making a good one for yourself. Yeah. And then you set about dating in a way that leads the man down a certain path. Because here's the deal. If you date in a way that is not leading with your sexuality, and I'm not saying you don't flirt, I'm not saying you don't have fun, I'm saying you just, it's a not yet. It's not a no, it's a not yet. Watch my YouTube video, The Power of Not Yet. Not yet. (laughs) 
and you then systematically, if you find someone who is showing you he's a bona fide buyer or prospective buyer and you really like him, it's going to feel very odd to you, but you've got to behave your way out of this. If I need to meet somebody, how long am I saying not yet till the time is right or till I, till I, till I get married? It's it's in the middle, okay? It's allowing the man to get into his deepest feelings for you. Um. And that is done by the power of not yet. Because, very simply, in order for him to love, he needs to wonder. Um. If he's not wondering, he's not actively loving. That will go the distance okay. in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have to make him wonder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And this is going to take everything you've got in you intellectually to override what has been a pattern and become a pattern and a way of behaving. You're, you're so ahead of the game here that you recognize these things and are challenging yourself. That's fantastic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you were to, I believe, start step-by-step doing this kind of thing and leaving yourself alone and saying, I want to see, I have to deal with the anxiety that is going to come up when I'm with them and I want to show them my sexual self. That's going to create um, like a dissonance in you and you, you have to trust. And the first time you do it and you see that he's going to be interested after, you build on that skill set and you build on it each little step of the way. You do a lot of reading. You do a lot of repeating. In other words, when you find somebody who's on point with the right message, and I say this to everybody, whether it's me, whether it's others, find someone who is on point. And like with me, I have the podcast. Uh, the YouTube videos. Repeat, repeat, repeat. It's what gets you into your subconscious mind. And it gets it in there. And that's where change takes place. Through repetition. Action. Repeat. I like that. I like the solution. Great. Excellent. And And then I can write you maybe in six months, like how things are going with my dating life. (laughs) Absolutely. Because I, I run into a lot of guys, you know. I run into a lot of guys. So six months from now, if I keep doing the right behavior, things can change. Absolutely. No question. When are you 29? I'll be 29 in January, January 2nd. Okay. So in about uh, six, seven months. And that's the year heading towards your 30th year. Really future yeah. of yourself. 
when do I want yeah. to be married? When do I want to start a family? You know, and, and you, you do have time, but you want to make the most of that time. And you want to yeah. be in great tip-top shape for when that right man does come along. Yeah. Because I want to have my baby around like 32, 33. Like 33. Okay. Excellent. So I could be married for a little while. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of thinking like getting married and just popping a baby out, you know? I, I don't think you have to think about that now. You have to really hone in on what can get you the relationship you desire in order to have the baby. And okay. for some women, you know, it's, it's, it's very unique to each woman, but you want to hone in on that for yourself and then vet the men that you meet against that desire. So I thank you for doing this today. I hope it was helpful. It was. It really was. I'm going to um, talk to Papa Bear. I know how it's going to go. Because we had our little talk, you know. Um, and I'm going to understand that I'm not going to be leading with sexuality. So we don't even have to be talking about my sex life, you know. Because then if I talk about my sex life, then they're going to probe into it more to get into my sex life, you know. So that's going to be on the back burner. And it's not yet. Yes. Watch that. The power of not yet. And I have a lot on my videos about being vague. How being vague is your friend. A man asks that when you're first meeting him. It's none of his business. So if somebody's like, are you a freak? I'm like, why are you asking me that? Or I don't have to be mean. I just like, I don't know. Anyway, what are you eating? When he says, are you a freak? That's what he's asking? Yeah, because I have people ask me that and I get so mad. Or, you know, I don't know. It's like, I don't have to, I don't have to be mean to him, you know? It's like if I want something from them and they're not acting in a certain way, I get kind of like me. So I just have to understand they're just being a man and just be vague and not yet when I really like them. And no more sleeping with hot guys at the bar. And can I give you a suggestion when he says, you know, if you have a lot of men coming up to you and saying, are you a freak? Um, different men say mm-hmm. that in different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if a man asks you, Anything like he's asking your age or something you don't want to disclose or, you know, whatever it is. You just say, hmm, curious that you would ask that. A lady never tells. Okay, that's cute. It doesn't sound mean. It doesn't sound bitchy. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 It'll stop him short. And you could say it with a little twinkle in your eye. Yeah, but that's it. And he doesn't get more. He doesn't deserve to get more. To get more, he has to show right. more. Okay? Right. So thank you, Ebony, for doing this. And yes, let's catch up and find out yeah. what happens with you. That'll be Okay, I'll, I'll um, write you on my birthday. <laughs> okay, very good. Certainly a different topic for us today, 
and I found it uh, really interesting. And you might be thinking, oh my gosh, this is, is so off topic. But the, the point is that everyone is on their own journey. And I respect everyone's journey, no matter where they are when they come to me. And it is not my position to ever make a judgment call on it. I'm not here to judge at all, as I believe no human should be judging another. And while polyamory or a certain lifestyle or a certain sexuality or certain anything may not be right for you, it doesn't mean it's not uh, utilitarian or working for someone or whatever. And I truly mean what I said to Ebony, that I, I honor her for, at, at her station and being 28 and having lived this particular lifestyle, and she's had some hardship for sure and setbacks, um, good for her. And I'm here to support every woman in getting what it is she desires and deserves. And along that line, don't forget, with any man in your life, you have to make him wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.